Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. Burn to battle fear factory. This is George Quark, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delgado. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. Magnificent Two Thousand Feet. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Andrews Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Green from Sepultura, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Before we go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the Occult Clothing Brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au. All right, on with the show. Jason, thanks for joining us on the show, brother. How's everything going in uh, your part of the world down south there near Antarctica? <laughs> good, man. Good. Really well. Uh, keep keep it very busy. It's, uh, I mean, summer's just started, but the weather's gotten really crappy down here. It's oh, really? Bucketing rain. Yeah, it's been it's been nuts. We had some really, really sick weather. And then, yeah, it's like so, as soon as summer starts, the rain starts and yeah, it's, it gets it gets pretty wild down here. <laughs> it's been really hot up here, like stinking. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting that heat wave that everyone's talking about. So we need some of that. It's been rain. hot up. It's been hot up there for the last half a million years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but man, like, if it, no, let's just keep it at, at this, not hotter. Yeah, <laughs> not like last time, but uh, of course, I mean, uh, Psychroptic. I mean, you guys have been pretty busy despite everything that's been going on. You've just released this awesome two-track EP. Um, that's uh, the Watcher of All. Uh, man, it's incredible, and it's all building up to uh, a new album. Or what's what's uh, what yeah, you like yeah. So, planned? so we wanted to like since we weren't touring, um, obviously with all the the craziness that's going on around the world. We're sort of, we're all homebound. Um, so we just, we wanted to get get something released because we knew obviously, you know, working on an album was going to take us quite some time to actually get it all written and recorded. So we we're kind of like, all right, let's do something different. We recorded recorded the first two songs, which was Fragile Existence and Watcher Evolves. So yeah. we thought, let's just, get those songs totally finished and put them out as an EP to just sort of bridge that time, you know, to sort of keep things moving, keep the momentum going while we're not on tour because it's, it's been quite a while now since we've been on the road. So, yeah, we just wanted to sort of, yeah, bridge that waiting time between, you know, As the Kingdom Drowns and, and the album that we're working on at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, the, the response to it's been really good. Um, but yeah, we're like at the moment we're just flat out into to getting the full length written. We're a fair way into that and sort of tracking and recording as we go. 
That's awesome, dude. It's so exciting. Uh, you know, the world needs more psychoptic, that's for sure. I mean, we've been waiting. We've been hanging. And uh, I mean, of course, uh, you know, uh, you got Jason Kaiser from uh, Origin on the on the one of the tracks yeah. too. That's sick. Yeah, well, yeah. The, uh, I mean, to us, it, it seems like uh, it was sort of the right thing to do at the right time because, like, I've, I've got a couple of kids, so I I can do most of the touring with the band, but it does get to the point sometimes where we've been out for you know away for a month or and then home for a few weeks away for a month, you know, and that, that gets a bit full on. So sometimes Kaiser will, he'll fill in on vocals for me live on tours. So we just kind of got to the point where like, well, we're in the studio now, you know, let's, let's get him involved. So he didn't, he didn't do any of the writing for it, but um, <clears throat> yeah, we just, we just wanted to get his voice on there and see how, see how mine and his voice work together because we do have quite different styles, mm. I suppose you'd say. But <clears throat> as soon as we sort of got the, the samples back and we, we put the two voices together, it worked really well. And we thought, yep, let's, let's run with it. So yeah, we were, I mean, we were stoked with how it came out. Kaiser was happy. It was nice for him as well. You know, he's, he's been out and done a whole bunch of tours over, I don't know, the last, five years or something four years so yeah. it was nice to actually get him involved in the the process of an album for a change as well you know someone that's put in the hard work to help sort of you know keep the band moving and stuff it was mm. you know it was it was nice to get him involved in in the other side of, of things like the creative process and stuff have you guys ever jumped on stage together and done it together we did actually um because Funnily enough, I mean, Kaiser's, you know, he's one of the crew, we're really, really good friend of ours. Um, so often when we go out on tour, he actually comes out, if, if he's not out with Origin or merch or anything for other bands, he'll come out and do merch for us, drive for us, help us on the road. So, yeah, we were actually in, where was it? We were playing a festival, I think it was in Canada somewhere, and it was the last show of a run, and... Next thing, Kaiser jumped up during Observant. I didn't know. Obviously, they had it planned out because there was a, a there was a mic there for him to grab. So, yeah, we did that together. It was yeah, it was great. It was really fun. So, I mean, hopefully, who knows when we'll be out on the road again? But I mean, it'd be really cool if yeah, you know, have us both doing our thing, dual vocals for shows. But, you know, be great fun. <laughs> that would be epic. Is there footage of that somewhere? Have you have you seen footage of it? I don't know. I'm guessing it'd be on YouTube. I think everything that yeah. happens is on it's, it's cool. online somewhere now. <laughs> so <laughs> someone's someone's had the old smartphone out in the crowd. I mean, it, it, I don't think I've played a show in the last five years where you haven't got like ten people in the front like this watching it through their smartphone. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure it'd be up there somewhere. So was there a concept that you were running with for the two tracks for the EP? Uh, um, it wasn't originally planned to be like a concept thing. It's, I suppose it's a like follow on from as the kingdom drowns. It's sort of got that, um, I suppose looking at, you know, climate change and, and things like that and the impact that's having, but I suppose spinning it in my own way. So, yeah, I mean, 
the whole the whole new albums it's very much continuation on from you know the sort of lyrical themes of, of as the kingdom drowns that sort of apocalyptic post-apocalyptic you know we're not doing a very good job looking after the world type you know I suppose looking at looking at the world through through my eyes my opinions on stuff and the way I see the way the world's going these days so musically though do you, will it follow that same sort of direction to an extent yeah to an extent it's uh the new album it's it's definitely sort of grabbing onto the ideas that we were playing with yeah, musically and lyrically from as the kingdom drowns and I think just pushing it that that bit further throwing you know experimenting more there's going to be you know still lots of groove big epic choruses but a bit of something else thrown in there you know joe haley just he's a mastermind on the guitar and he's an incredible songwriter so he's uh, i mean he he's been sending me through demo tracks constantly for the last few months and everything i've heard it just blows my mind every time so yeah then we've been doing a lot of pre-production at the moment and stuff and and just hearing everything starting to slowly build up to you know come come to what it's probably going to end up kind of sounding like it's yeah i I think it's going to be a really good album is there a a strong album is there a name a like that you're bouncing around, you know? Nah, we haven't. I've got I've got lyrics written for the majority of it, but yeah. I haven't actually named any of the songs yet. We sort of that that side of it usually sort of comes, I suppose, at the end of the process. So once it's all down, I suppose we try to read through the lyrics, catch a vibe, see what's the strongest songs, and and sort of go with something there. You find but, so that? Do you find that it's sort of the album tells you what it wants to be called or the songs want to tell you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a weird thing where they name themselves. Well, we had it, we had it with, um, as the kingdom drowns with that album, that was my sort of idea. I mean, that was the, the title of, of one of the songs, obviously. And to me, I was thinking, I, I think that's going to be what I'm going to throw in as what I think should be the title for the album. Um, I mentioned it to Todd. Todd was like, yeah, I was sort of thinking that'd be a strong name for it. And then, oh, sorry. Hang on. <laughs> You're right. Okay. This is my daughter going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then we, I spoke to Dave and Dave's like, I think the album should be called As the Kingdom Drowns. And we're like, all right, sweet. It's kind of like where everyone's gone with it. So that's, that's what it's going to be. You know, with the, the self-titled album, I think that was musically, lyrically, everything that was very much, I suppose, a point in our career where our sound was starting to really take fast steps in the the evolution of it and stuff. So I think the self like having that as a self-titled was to us seems like the right thing to do. So yeah, I suppose. So in a way, yeah, I suppose to answer your question, it's they the the album titles do just sort of I suppose just come about. <laughs> Weird. Weird how yeah. it be anything. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I definitely know that one, dude. Uh, yeah. uh 
Uh, I mean, of course, uh, you know, touring is, is something that's very important to Cycroptic, uh, especially internationally. Have you been missing the road over the last, yes. you know, or, or have you sort of been sort of enjoying well, this time away to... It's It's been a weird one. I mean, I have I have times where I think, oh, you know, miss, miss the road, miss playing live, I miss like hanging out with the guys in the band because, I mean... Me and Joe are the only two that live here in Tassie. Dave lives in Melbourne and Todd lives in New Jersey. So we haven't actually seen each other in over a year. Wow. So I, I kind of, that's that's probably a big part I miss about it is, you know, they're my best mates and we have a great time hanging out together. And, you know, we spend a lot of time together usually. Um, so I'm definitely missing hanging out, you know, with the crew and, you know, the guys that work for us on the road and stuff. So that's, that's definitely something I'm missing playing live. Definitely. But on the other hand, it's nice to have some time at home, spend, you know, we've got means we've got more time on the creative process with writing. It's not just shit. We've got three months off tour, four months off tour. We've got to get this album done, you know? So it means we can, we can spend a bit more time on that side of it. It's nice to be not living in airports and vans and stuff all the time. So it's it's got its pros and cons. I mean, this is definitely since I joined the band like sixteen years ago, nearly seventeen years ago. Yeah, this is a, this is the longest I've been at home in one hit. You know, I haven't I haven't left my little island now for yeah well over a year. So it's it's different, but it, you know, it's got its pros and cons definitely spending a lot more time with my kids is great too. So yeah, they're, they're happy to, they're happy to have me around more. <laughs> that's for sure. Was there one last show uh, on the last run you did that was the most memorable that when you look back, cause you, you guys played tons of shows, but was there one show? Yeah. We did. Just, yeah. Oh, Hellfest oh, was, yeah, that you been. know, that was the, I didn't do the last tour that Psychroptic actually did strangely. Oh, okay. US, yeah, that was a US run. So that was um, that was Kaiser on that. Um, yeah, I didn't go on that because we'd been we'd been basically hitting hitting the road for probably I don't know eight to ten months. Obviously, having time off in between, but it was you know it was a pretty full on time from when the album was released. So I I had to sit the last tour out. So I think the last shows I did was an Australian run, but before that we did a festival run out in Europe and. Hellfest was probably the most memorable of of the last sort of handful of shows that we did. That was incredible experience playing a festival that big, and we hadn't we hadn't done European festivals in quite some you know quite a few years. So it was nice to get out and you know do some of those big crowds, and you know the response was really good. It was the middle of summer and somewhere in France. <laughs> some small that, town where they, I, saw, they I remember that lineup dude that's that was crazy dude yeah i mean we got yeah we, we got to see emperor that was awesome gorgira uh versus like king diamond what? slayer testament i think we're on it no yeah no testament we're on it yeah there was some there was some really killer stuff and then like dare side cannibal corpse yeah it was pretty much yeah, it was an awesome lineup, really. <laughs> so that's insane. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. I, mean, you, I mean, you guys have toured with a, great, a bunch of great bands throughout the years, you know. And, yeah, um, definitely. Festivals and 
and everything. Has there been one band that you guys have sort of buddied up with? You know, that one band that you got your your bro band? Probably Black Dahlia Murder. I mean, they're, 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 def- they're definitely one. We've done, what, I've done Australia with them twice, done Europe with them, done America with them. Uh, another another band that I, I suppose probably these days the band we're the tightest with would probably have to be like Revocation. Oh, yeah. Sick. Yeah. So Todd, Todd, our bass player, he used to tour manage them, drive, do merch. So he was basically on their crew and was actually through Brett from Revocation how we came across Todd originally. So we'd never met Todd until he was playing with us oh, <laughs> on wow. the other side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we we needed a well, it was a tour I wasn't going on because it was like a last minute, just oh, I can't remember who it was. It was with Whitechapel or someone like that, I think. And yeah. I had they had a direct support drop out at the last minute and they hit us up and they're like, You guys have got visas and stuff, you know, you can keen to come out and I couldn't do it at that last minute. So I think that was Kaiser went out there and <clears throat> we asked Brett from Revocation to play bass. And he said he couldn't do it because he had other commitments. And then he said, my housemate, Todd, he'd probably be Kane. You know, we're like, all right, you reckon he can do it? Is he cool? We'll get along. They're like, you'll love him. He's a great player. And, you know, he, he toured with us doing session stuff for probably three years. And then eventually... Cam was never going to come back and then it was like, all right, this makes sense. Let's just put him in full time. And yeah, so it was through revocation that we actually met our bass player. They, they teed that up. So but we've done a bunch of stuff with them over the years as well. So yeah, we're, we're really tight with those guys. King Parrot's another one. Yep. They're really, really good friends of ours. So we've done, done a lot of stuff with them and I keep in touch with Youngie fairly well. And yeah, those guys are, crazy good dudes to hang out with on the road always a laugh <laughs> yeah i could imagine it'd be crazy with those guys good guys all, all good yeah, they are. Dudes you've mentioned so yeah it's funny you watch them you watch them on stage and they're just like total maniacs and then you you get them off stage and they're just big cuddly teddy bears you know <laughs> really really good nice it's guys. The metal thing though you know yeah, I, get that a lot. I get that a lot a lot of people go yeah you're so nice and you get up there and you I'm just like, I don't yeah, know. You I just what we do, do what I do. Yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, a company I used to work for years ago. The the guy that owned the company, he, I mean, I was always off off work on tour and stuff like that, and he knew what I did, knew it was extreme metal and stuff, but he'd never actually seen me play or heard the music or anything. And we were doing a, a local show down here. I said to him come along, I'll put you on the guest list and stuff. He's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, come on, you gotta, you got to come check out what it is that I do when I take all this time off from work, you know. <laughs> he's like, all right. and so he came out and as soon as I got off stage and I saw him, he's like, oh, my God, you're like split personalities. He said, at work, you're all, she'll be right, it's all good. <laughs> you know, not a worry in the world. And he said, you get up there and you do that, you're like a madman. Said, yeah, you know, it's... It's all just showmanship, really. <laughs> it, it, it's true, but I mean, it does. I I think it also comes from an honest place that a, a lot of dudes in metal that it's they, you know, you put it aside, put it aside, and then when it's time to unleash that, and you just you give it, yeah, you, and you then give it. and you put it back, yeah, 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 and that's it. I mean, you you put a few hundred or a few thousand or whatever people in front of you, you know, that are 
all pumped up and drunk <laughs> and going crazy you know you you can't help but sort of you know really feed off that sort of thing so that's why we've always been in band i mean doing big shows is great but you know a rammed in club show you know small venue but oversold packed you know you can't beat it for the energy that that you get out of those small rooms and you you always perform at your absolute peak i think under those situations oh, best you know if you yeah. can model it man like it would just be man imagine that and then energy drink holy shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about bottling stuff bit of a segue uh bumping co uh you got your mm. horse yeah. yeah i'm keen to try how brutal is it on a on a scale i of... haven't i haven't actually seen it yet oh really i uh no i get out to dicey yeah no you, you just actually made me think because i had dave just gave me store credit for the the direct merch website so i could order my copies of um the new ap and and some of the um bundle shirts and stuff yeah, nice i didn't think to order the hot sauce now did i Get him that order, that 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 order's been sent. Oh, hook the man up. Hook the man up yeah. with hot sauce. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get some. We we had um we had a had a different one made over in the states on a tour last year, and that was. I mean, I think we ended up going to about six, eight bottles of it just in the in the tour van, just between man titles, but again, on everything. <laughs> Do you it like was, really was, spicy? Is it like really hot? Yeah. Or mild? I think from from uh, what Dave told me, um, the the one that we've got in stock at the moment with direct merch, it's um, apparently it's real full on. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty eager to try it. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm keen to give it a go. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get on it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Film myself eating it with my, my head exploding. You know. Well, that's what I was saying because Todd, our bass player, he's like hot sauce mad. <laughs> like he, you see him, he gets up in the morning and be a bit hungover and he'll grab a bottle of hot sauce out of the fridge. And, ah. oh. and I said, we, we got to get, get you to film yourself like just chugging a whole bottle of this stuff. It probably wouldn't even affect him because he's just a maniac with it. But That's insane. Give it a go. <laughs> so what was, that, <laughs> what was that interview... There's that interview show where they where they're in the hot wings. They get Henry Rollins. I haven't seen that. Look that up. Oh. Henry Rollins eating the hot wings, and his face is just people are trying to concentrate on keeping yeah. a conversation, and they're yeah. just and it dying. Gets hotter and hotter, and you just see Henry just just his face goes. Uh, you know the old Henry <laughs> when he's on stage and he's like his necks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Check it out. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I remember I um. I, my wife bought me these um, Carolina Reaper chilies. Oh. I didn't realize that they were like, I just thought they were like habaneros or something. <laughs> just by the look of them, I didn't read what they were. Oh, I chopped, chopped a few up and I, I made a pizza and I put it on this pizza. And I was sitting at the table with my wife and one of her friends eating this pizza, having a conversation. And after a while, I was like, just killing me and i'm trying to hold this conversation in the end i had to put the pizza down like i'd like five bits or something and i was just like sweating <laughs> I was bleeding and stuff and i'm like 
I can't even talk. This is like really, really fucking <laughs> but, Yeah. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any nba playoff game visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager virginia only new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-888-532-3500 then yeah my wife's been She's like, I've got to try a bit. I'm intrigued. You, you did five bits before you died. So she had one pace and we were both ruined for the whole weekend. My oh, stomach no. quiet. I was like, fuck, how do these people do these like chili eating comps and stuff? Like must kill them for days. That's, that's <laughs> what I want to know. What's the point? What's the heat point where it ends up where you go on a journey out into the desert chasing a coyote, yeah. you know, <laughs> kicking a toe yeah. What's it, where, where's that? You know, that's oh, no. something... <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have to be so hardcore to like be able to, to just push through that pain barrier to get there. I think, you know, <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Uh, yeah. All the beers talking about beers. I'm having a beer now. What about psychroptic beers? Is there a... uh, I don't think there's ever really been any talk of doing that. <laughs> so, don't know. That's that. I mean, I'm sure it'll eventually come up. Dave Haley's a, he's a bit of a slap the brand on whatever he thinks he can get done really well. <laughs> so and I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. I mean, yeah, I've seen actually quite a few bands are starting to do that stuff now. I just don't know what the I suppose the logistics of it with uh, selling alcohol and mm. shipping around. I don't know. I just leave all that stuff up to Dave. He's he's the mastermind behind that. Dave, yeah. <laughs> so cropping yeah. beers. I just Dave. I just write word, write words and draw <laughs> pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, that's I mean, my skill. <laughs> you guys have got some really good merch, though. I mean, you've got your, your yeah the skate decks. You've had the the masks that have been really popular as well. You know? Yeah, yeah, I saw those online. We did uh, trackies. Dave sent me some track pants yeah. out a few months ago, and yeah, actually, what else did I get recently? What did he send me? It was a coffee mug. Oh, with cool. the uh, the artwork of the new EP on it. That was really cool. So that's awesome. Yeah, I suppose with with uh, Dave Dave running a online merch, or what do you call it, merch stall or something? Yeah. 
he he gets creative with it all. I suppose he sees what what stock he's getting from other bands. He goes, wow, I could do that. That'd be cool. So, so we yeah, we've always been pretty big on the merch thing. Like I um, actually owned a screen printing company for oh, cool. a few years. Yeah, so I I used to screen print all our merch and stuff for a lot of bands around the country for for well, probably about three years or something. So we really went deep into having a lot of merch at that time because <laughs> we could get it was so cheap. That's cool. <laughs> kept me kept me in work when I wasn't on the road. So yeah, but I mean merch has always been a big thing for for metal bands because that's why it's basically where you make making enough money to actually not come home totally broke yeah yeah uh, it's important yeah. but oh um, definitely but here's the thing about you guys that i, I respect is that you you're big supporters of of charities and give a lot back to the community as well you know you, you've been raising money for like the bushfire appeal in the past yeah uh, Taz, tassie devils from extinction you know so you know i've got a huge respect for that you know not many yeah people, well, i mean we I, I think when you've, if you've got some form of platform to stand on and, and you know, somewhere that you can, you know, you, you can use the position that you've got to uh, to do some good in the world, you know, be silly not to really. Absolutely. Mm, especially, I mean, the, the thing with the Tasmanian devil thing, I mean, the way we looked at it, you know, I mean, it's it's the, the iconic thing from, from the island that, that we're all from and, you know, we've always been referred to as the Tasmanian devils, you know, it's been Tassie devils on fuck knows how many of our shirt designs and, and album, you know, uh, tour promo and stuff like that. And, you know, when they were looking at extinction, it's like, well, I mean, we can't do a huge part to help, but, you know, we if we can do something to help, you know, and we, <clears throat> we did a show locally where we raised, I know it was about three grand or something because obviously doing it in Tassie, you know, yeah, man. everyone was all cool, put their hands in the pockets. We sent one of our mates who was the, the biggest dude in the venue. We sent him around with a, with a charity bucket, you know, between songs and people were just filling it with money and, you know, and it was the whole thing. I mean, it was, it was a, a fun thing, especially to, to do locally here, you know, and, yeah, we, we raised enough money to to sponsor one of the devils that was going into the breeding repopulation program. So, you know. It was, Did it they was, name it yeah. after you guys? Was it Yeah, named it they named it Psycho. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we uh we actually went because they were running the breeding repopulation program. It was up in New South Wales and we contacted when we we're on tour actually, we contacted the um the wildlife park that actually ran it and we were like can we go and see our devil and they're like no nah, it's it's not at the wildlife parks you know it's out you know out bush somewhere and they said but come into the wildlife park you know get some photos taken with some of the tassie devils they had there and gave us a bit of a tour around and you know explained to us where our money was getting spent and stuff so that was i mean the whole thing was it was a really good experience it's nice to be able to, especially with, within Tasmania, being able to give give back to the state that we hold so dear. I suppose you'd say. Absolutely, I think it's a, it's a brilliant thing you guys have been doing. Um, and of course, I mean your art 
is awesome too, which I've I've seen. Yeah, cheers, dude. I I love it. it. It's amazing. Do you find that it's a different sort of a mental process than right? Oh, big time. Big time. Have to switch. Yeah, I I find with it, um, I find I'm either really productive with music or really productive with art. So it's mm-hmm. like kind of. Yeah, you got to kind of switch out. Like I find if I'm, because I like to keep creative all the time, you know, I like to, each night I'm either wanting to write music, do art, something, something productive like that and creative. But um, I do find that if I'm sort of in the mindset of doing art, I find that if I try to, you know, put the put the drawing tablet down and, and write some music, kind of find it really hard and, but I, but I also find if I'm if I'm trying to write, I'm not getting anywhere with it. It's like all right, put down the lyrics for a couple of days, do some artwork, clear the head out that way, then go back to the lyrics for a few days. And so I do switch between the two, but I do find I can't do the two disciplines side by side. If you know what I mean, if that makes sense, because it is it is definitely getting you even even though I suppose both you're trying to create something conceptually but it's it's i suppose a totally different process i go through with it it fascinates me dude because i mean lyrically you know i understand where that sort of comes from but i I'm, i can't draw i'm not uh, artistic at all i wish i was man i see your stuff and i just wish i could do that like it, it's yeah crazy. but i actually yeah. just got into it only a couple of years ago strangely as well <laughs> Yeah, so when I was, it all, I suppose, stems from back when I was screen printing, I obviously had to learn to use Photoshop really well with, you know, artwork setups and stuff and doing, and then stepping into doing basic graphic design for people's like T-shirt backs and, you know, putting a some text and maybe a emblem or something. I kind of found a bit of a love for it there. And then when I stopped screen printing, I still found I enjoyed playing around on Photoshop and I'd just like grab images and just color separate them and stuff. And then after a while, I was kind of like, why don't I get a drawing tablet and, you know, start just tinkering around and see what I can do. And after, I don't know, probably three months of just absolute disasters and things that looked like absolute garbage, I... I suppose I started to find my style and I followed a lot of tutorials and yeah. I, I, I mean, when I, when I did sort of really find my way with it, I did go very deep and you know, I was spending five, six hours a day, just wanting to get better and better and better and better and better. And especially being on tour a lot, there was a lot of downtime. So I had a lot of time to practice. So yeah, really it, it was a long I suppose a lot of time spent learning, but it's got to the point now where I feel pretty comfortable with what I'm doing with it. And I'm glad I put the time in. <laughs> That's for sure. Dude, the thing that, that blows my mind is I didn't know it was digital. I thought it was mm. all by hand. <laughs> I was like, yeah. man, nah, it's all, I, I got one of those um, surface pro yeah. like, tablet PC hybrids and yeah, you just, got like a stylus touch sensitive pen and just do it all on the photoshop screen that's crazy that's crazy yeah. but it's got to come that's what i mean lyrics 
um, aren't, it's, it comes from somewhere. I know you say like yeah, practice yeah. is important and everything like that, but still some people have just got them within them and then they've just Yeah, you've just that. you've you've got to have, I suppose, that mindset of being able to create create things conceptually. Yeah. But I've always been, I suppose with my lyrics, I've got a, a solid concept in mind usually when I'm writing, but I kind of try to make it a bit abstract in the way that people can I suppose, take their own meaning from it. You know, a lot of people might read it and see it from the point of view that I wrote it, but then other people might read it and go, no, I think he's talking about this or whatever. And I very much take the same approach with my art, I suppose you'd say. Like, you know, I have an idea, but it's kind of like you're giving glimpses of it, but you don't want to reveal or just be too obvious with the whole thing, I suppose you'd say, if that makes sense. No, no it does make sense, but... He's, do you have to be in a certain uh, frame of mind, or do you have something? Because I know you've 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 got the really dark stuff, and then you've got mm. like amazing pictures of of like your dogs and birds, and yeah. uh, natural stuff like that. A total contrast, man. Like yeah, you've got to be in a certain, you know, mindset for it. Um, I don't know. I I found the Doing the birds and stuff was really, I suppose, working on some quite dark sort of stuff with with lyrically and stuff with Psychroptic. And it was, I suppose, trying to find that balance, I suppose, not trying to, I don't know, how would I describe it? Like, you know, you go, you go down the dark path writing the lyrics and stuff and it's kind of you've got to balance it out with something a little bit, something a little bit pretty. Nature's always a, a thing that, I suppose inspires me. I get a lot of like I, I live in a fairly bush area where I am, so we get got a lot of wildlife around here. A lot of like cockatoos and rosellas just cool. flying into the backyard all the time, you know. And it's kind of like, wow, you know. Actually, got some like pinks and stuff in my my last piece of art. I did like a did a galah. So yeah, I suppose it's just it's just that balancing thing, you know. You can't be just creating dark, morbid shit constantly. You know, it's got to be bad for your brain at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it's incredible, man. I'm not just saying that. Like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of your of your art. So, um, Jeez. yeah, when I saw it come out, man, like, uh, the, and holding it, man, yeah, people, go <laughs> that's right, you printed it. Yeah, oh, dude, it was, uh, it, it it was it was something special. So, yeah, it was it was cool. Hope so, you, hmm. hope you made some to yourself. <laughs> No, no, I, I wouldn't do that because it's... I don't Go know. for it. <laughs> Run it off. Put it up <laughs> on your walls in, in your little office there. <laughs> I almost did. I was like, oh, this one's really cool. I might put it up above my desk, but, you know. I will. Uh, you've, I've got you've your got the AI. All right, cool. I'm you've gonna got the okay from me. you got it on video. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, of course, uh, you know, as things seem to be slowly going back to normal, Fingers crossed. Uh, you know, yeah. some festivals and stuff are being announced. Um, what, what's your thoughts of of that? You know, happening soon. You know, do you think that we're coming out of the worst of it all now? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell. And I mean, down here, everything's been so normal for so long. You know, we watch the the news and you see all the the crazy shit that's going on around the world. But down here, it's kind of like fuck. It's just everyday thing so it's yeah. i suppose it's hard for me to get a gauge on how 
how things are going a little bit, I suppose, in the real world. But I think at this stage, it's, it is going to be really hard for bands with touring and stuff just due to the fact there's so much outlay with flights and accommodation, you know, all the costs that, that are involved and the outlay involved around touring that if a tour is booked and then all of a sudden, you know, we're meant to be going, I don't know, who knows where, somewhere, you know, do a European tour and then you you get things go crazy in Europe and then you got to cancel and then all your money is down the drain and, you know, it's, it's a hard one, you know, I mean, I think at this stage we're probably not looking at touring any time in the next at least few months. Yeah. I suppose we're just we're just sort of playing it by ear, I suppose, because we obviously we don't want to get stuck in another part of the world and you know have to be quarantined in hotels for weeks and, and all that. So I mean, who knows really? Hopefully we may be able to get out at least around Australia sometime next year. And but then at, at the same token, something we we sort of spoke, all spoke about only a week or two ago was we don't want to play Cedar gigs. We don't want to play like gigs where you know you might have a six hundred capacity room, but you're only only allowed to have a hundred people in there or something. You know, it's it's kind of like it's all or nothing, really. You know. We don't want to come back and do half-ass shows. We want to come back. We want to do shows, you know. Probably. We want an energy-filled room. You know, obviously things won't probably go back to, to having venues as sold as, you know, with the capacities and stuff as what it was before. But we, we at least want there to be enough people in there to make it a good experience for everyone, you know I mean? A band's always going to perform better in a more crowded room, you know, a seated gig to us seems like a waste of fucking time unless you, I suppose, unless you're playing with an orchestra or something insane like that, which I don't see Socroptic doing anytime soon. You know what? You know what? That would be kind of cool at the same time. It would be. It would be. I don't, I don't know how we'd... I don't know how we'd ever get the finances to pull something like that off, but it would be, it would be a nice experience. It would be, be very fun. But, yeah, so we... We're kind of at the point where we're like, you know, we, if we're gonna go out touring, it's it's got to be a sure thing that you yeah. know actually going to happen. We don't want to get all hyped up to do a tour and then it has to get cancelled or we're gonna get we get stuck somewhere or you know any any of that sort of shit going on. So I suppose time will tell. I mean, there's a lot of bands out there that are taking a punt in booking tours and and you know. There's festivals that are announcing that they're going to go ahead next year and stuff. I suppose we'll just have to keep an eye on how all that's going to work with other other bands rather than be the guinea pig that rushes out there and has a crack for ourselves. So, And I, I really hope so. I mean, you know, hopefully we can all start going to shows and enjoying it mm. very soon. Oh, I mean, I, I want to see you guys go, come back here to Queensland. Brazil. Yeah, well... Well, I mean, Australia is probably going to be the most likely thing that we'd be doing next year. But, yeah. you know, who knows? I mean, a big thing, one of our members lives in the States. We don't know how we'd go about, you know, if we're going to be able to get him even into the country. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, I mean, logistically touring was a fucking nightmare, to, you know, when things were normal. But, yeah, yeah. 
now. Oh. Insane. Yeah, there's there's a lot of extra stuff people have got to think about now as well. So, yeah, so I think, I mean, at this stage, we're just planning, recording, writing, studio stuff, doing releases, get creative. I think we're a big thing we're really looking at, at changing up with all this, you know, time off the road is we've always been, a we've, we've spoke about this so much over the years, like we've always been a band that's really shit with doing video clips and content and stuff, you know, with us, it's always just been get an album out, hit the road. And that's what we do, you know? So yeah, we never, we're really big at filling the stuff in between, you know, the video stuff, the interviews, all you know everything that comes through with the playthroughs and that so we're we're really sort of talking about getting more active on that side of things i suppose you know the internet is something that's a bigger thing especially more than ever now video content's such i suppose a crucial thing for bands that want to keep their careers going essentially so we're gonna i mean we did two clips over the last few weeks which that was kind of an interesting process the way we did those with, we had to shoot it ourselves and we're all in different studios and yeah, that was, that was a bit interesting, but we really, <clears throat> we proved with, with the first one that we did with the fragile existence, the end result came out well. It didn't look like we'd all shot with different cameras in different rooms with different, you know, it all matched up well. So we thought, all right, we'll give it another go. And we did the watcher of all. And after that, we were kind of like, all right, well, maybe this is something we can make work more as well. So that's probably, yeah, video clips and, and stuff like that are going to be something that people will probably be seeing quite a bit more of from us as well. But that's a good thing, man. Like, yeah, because it's, it's, you're going to have that content rolling out. So by the time you do fully hit the road, it's going to be massive. Yeah, well, that's that's sort of the hope. I mean, building up that. Touring's always, yeah, well, I mean, touring's always been, I suppose, a promotional tool for bands to, you know, the more you tour, the more your name's out there, the more people know about you and, and stuff. But obviously bands don't have that now, so they're reverting to these online gigs or, you know, playthroughs video clips interview you know and, and i suppose that's more the way that fans are interacting with the bands these days so i suppose we've got to uh we can't be dinosaurs forever we've got to try to i suppose keep up with the times a little bit to an extent but i mean uh, we've played like about three or four shows up here in queensland over the last uh, really? months man like with the limited capacity and then slowly man i gotta say it wasn't that bad it was, it was really? weird to begin with. Yeah, it, it would be. It was kind of weird. And then once you get used to it, man, like this, it's, it's, it's still not, not it's, man, I'd much rather play than not play, but yeah. I, do I do understand where you're coming from, where you yeah. get that full energy, man, you know, and it's going to be, bang, yeah, dude. And it's going to be insane by the time you guys do like everyone's going to yeah. be hanging Especially with like these these songs, everyone's just like, "I want to see them live again," you know. Yeah, and that's, and that's that's kind of the the hard thing at the moment as well. Like we we put a release out, and, and normally as soon as yeah. the release is out, there's, there's shows, and you know, there's all that side of things going on. But we put a release out, and we're like, "All right, cool, just 
stay at home, keep writing for an album. <laughs> you know, that it's not that kind of, all right, let's go and put this on the stage and unleash it onto the world like like in the past. So it's it's the the whole releasing music thing's even like different now for bands just in that respect, you yeah. know. But oh well, we've got to keep up with the times. <laughs> but man, it's gonna be incredible when uh you do hit the road again of uh i can't wait man especially with the new album and and uh everything you got working on uh your art man keep it coming dude yeah keep it coming oh yeah i've got plenty of time to do that stuff now (laughs) (laughs) that's nice and enjoy it enjoy it but uh dude it's been awesome hanging out with you on the show the new psychroptic ep the watcher of all is out now we'll have all the links down here as i always say uh dude enjoy yeah yeah it's out here somewhere like with the somewhere. tech somewhere here um yeah. dude thank you so much for hanging out on the show all the best to you no on the roses. cheers my pleasure planning on traveling this summer make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from harris teeter it's easy download your evic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your vic card you'll get two fuel points that's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating bp and harris teeter fuel centers download your evic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with evic and harris teeter fuel points